Hey there, Kaniacs. I am Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find the show on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, and my own personal Twitter is, as always, at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we do have some big news regarding the Stanley Cup final because we know our first participant in that. Um, and we have some good news uh, coming out of the Hockey Writers um, news site. Uh, we'll be discussing um, a potential change in the Hurricanes goaltending situation as well as uh, taking a look at the NFL scoreboard from last night. Uh, so first off, the big news is that the Dallas Stars are going to compete for the 2020 Stanley Cup. Congratulations to them. They won in overtime last night, 3-2, to two, to uh, knock out the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, this is the Stars' first Stanley Cup appearance since 2000. Um, so very... Long time coming uh, for the Dallas Stars. Um, I don't even remember the year 2000. (laughs) Um, I was a little fellow then. Um, But again, congratulations to the Dallas Stars on advancing to their uh, Stanley Cup. And and tonight uh, we'll know who else will be competing. um, Or potentially who else will be competing, I should say. Um, because tonight is game six of the Eastern Conference Final. Or excuse me, game five, actually. Um, I was thinking of uh, basketball. Um, and game five of the Eastern Conference Final is tonight, like I said, um, between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. Um, and Tampa Bay has the potential to close out that series as they currently lead that series three games to to one. Um, so is it going to be a Tampa-Dallas-Stanley Cup? We will see. I know that would really make some traditionalists mad there, um, saying that hockey will never survive in the South. It'll fail. No one cares. And then you got a team from Texas and a team from Florida <laughs> playing in the Cup. Well, you have the team in Texas uh, playing for the Cup. I know folks in Dallas are very excited for that, or just Texas in general, and Stars fans as a whole. Um, Shortly before I started recording, I saw a video, excuse me, of fans that were in American Airlines Center last night watching it. They had the scoreboard uh, put down, and then broadcasting the games. You know, there's some fans in there, you know, spread out watching it in the lower bowl, um, and showing that overtime sequence uh right before they scored and when they did score uh to send the team to the cup final that was crazy and also kind of glad to see that teams are doing that of of having watch parties in their arenas you know people are obviously spaced out wearing masks of course um you know as they should be but it was nice to see people being able to go to their hockey team's home and be able to watch the game I don't know how many teams have done that, um, if it's just Dallas or if there have been others, but it was pretty cool to see that being done. Obviously, Toronto and Edmonton didn't um, because their arenas are being used for the uh, for the games, uh, but that was kind of cool to see. I'm sure fans really enjoyed that. 
being able to watch it there in American Airlines Center. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that was really fun for them. It would have been cool to watch, you know, a game you know, at PNC Arena, um, you know, had we been able to do that. But once again, congratulations to Dallas Stars. Yes, you know, Anton Kubelin has been saying, you know, we're not going home. I'm not going to attempt a Russian accent. I don't want to offend anyone on that. Uh, but they're not going home. Um, they're one of the last two teams standing. Uh, so we'll see who the other one is potentially tonight. Um, and before we uh, talk about the Hurricanes, I want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. I've talked to you guys about Rock Auto many, many times um, in the past. And I'm going to talk to you about them again today um, because Rock Auto is an absolutely amazing site and service. Um and with Rock Auto, they have just about anything you would ever need um, for your car, whether it's you know your car broke down, you're having to repl- and you're having to replace something, or you're just wanting to do an upgrade. They're going to have what you need, regardless of the year, the make, the model. They got you covered. Um, you go over to their site. Um, you go in there, select the make of your car, or and then you select model, then the year. And then you're good to go. Everything that's going to be broken down as to what kind of category it'll be, whether it's something for your air conditioning, something for your brakes, your headlights, whatever it is, it'll be extremely easy to find. And you have nothing to worry about there. And these parts, they are legitimately actually cheaper um, to go onto the site rather than to go down to whatever big box store and get it there. Um... Because I have went on this site and looked at stuff that I need, and it's not just like one or two dollars cheaper; it's actually twenty, thirty dollars cheaper um, for the particular parts I was looking for, and the part you may be looking for maybe even more uh, cheaper than compared to where it may be uh, wherever you're shopping at. So, whenever you go over to RockAuto.com, make sure that you type in. Uh, that you heard about them from Locked On Hurricanes. In that little box where it asks how you heard about them. Whenever you go to www.rockauto.com. Go check them out, guys. And moving on right along to the uh, Hurricanes farm system ranking. Uh, the Hockey Riders um, blog recently updated their uh, farm system rankings. Um, where the Carolina Hurricanes... Previously ranked number three. Um, and now, you know, after the postseason, they've moved up to number two in that farm system ranking. Um, and their top five prospects that they have listed um, for the Hurricanes are Jake Bean, Dominic Bach, Alex Ndokovic, Jamison Reyes, and Ryan, Su- Ryan Suzuki. Excuse me, I stuttered there a little bit. Um, and really no surprise there. And then, of course, there are obviously really other talented guys there within the Hurricanes farm system, you know, in the AHL, in the ECHL, bunch of really talented players. Um, so it's really no surprise that the Hurricanes rank so high um, on this list um, because it's been talked about before that the Hurricanes are extremely deep, you know, at the forward and defenseman positions. Um, defensively, especially, that's something that's been talked about a lot. Um, and forwards as well. The Hurricanes are loaded with talent from the top of their NHL roster on down. 
they got a bunch of people um, that can be ready to play at any moment. Um, and some of these guys we may see make it to the roster uh, here in a few months uh, when the next season starts. Um, there's obviously some changes on the defensive end of the ice. Joel Edmondson was obviously just traded up to Montreal. And there's likely going to be some other moves, um, whether it be other people leaving in free agency, trades, uh, what have you. So we may see even more of these guys make their way up to the NHL roster. Um, big name that's been floating around here lately um, that could potentially find their way up on the Hurricanes roster next year is Jake Bean. He's been with the Hurricanes for quite some time now, down there in the AHL in Charlotte. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he's going to be on the active Hurricanes roster come next season. He's really paid his dues down in in the AHL, almost at NHL. Um, so really wouldn't surprise me there uh, if he's on the AHL or not on the AHL roster next season. Excuse me. And then moving on along to some of the forwards, Ryan Suzuki, you know, was top was their top draft pick last year. He progressed nicely in the OHL, you know, barring you know, his injury, obviously. But, you know, he's really talented. And he can really be something for the Hurricanes as well, you know, in the future. Um, Give him, you know, another year or two. He may be finding himself on the Hurricanes roster as well. Um, actually, you know, going into uh, the bubble, he was originally on the roster uh, for the Hurricanes that they were taking up there on that expanded roster. Obviously got flipped out, I believe, with Clark Bishop or, uh, no, excuse me, Brian Gibbons. It was, um, it's obviously been a little bit, um, which I do feel was a smart move. Go with the guy with a little bit more experience um, at the NHL level. I feel that was a smart move, but, you know, another couple years, Ryan Suzuki, he'll be on the Hurricanes roster, no doubt. He's going to be really talented there. And obviously, goaltending Nedeljkovic, um, he's going to be, he has a lot of potential um, for the Hurricanes to really be the guy in between the pipes for the Hurricanes. He obviously had a little bit of time you know, at the NHL level this season when Mrazek and Reimer both went down. Um, and he did show his um, inexperience at the NHL level. I think we all could agree that uh, with that point. Um, but that's not taking away from him at all. He's still an extremely talented goaltender, and he has the tools to really be a number one goaltender for the Hurricanes. He just needs a little bit more experience at the NHL level. Um, and we'll talk more about some goaltending here in a second as well, um, because it came out today that the Washington Capitals were going to let Braden Holtby become a free agent. They're not going to try to re-sign him to a new deal or anything like that. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, not surprising, um, uh, I would say. He's definitely had an off year. Um, I believe he's 30 years old. Um, so not surprising that they're going to move on um, to the new guy for them. But it does make, make uh, bring up the question. Excuse me, I totally had a brain fart there. If sh- should the Hurricanes try to pursue Holtby, um, obviously not give him a super long-term deal or anything like that, maybe a two-year deal or something like that, maybe. 
because um, he did have an off year. You know, he's a little bit older, um, but he is definitely a number one goaltender. Um, I feel that's something the Hurricanes lack. Um, because while Peter Morazic and James are, they're both good goaltenders. Um, obviously, you know, they got the Hurricanes into the playoffs. Um, I feel that they're not necessarily true number one goaltenders. Um, I know that was something on, I believe, a survey the Athletic did, um, you know, asking about, you know, teams, you know, in the bubble. That was something that Hurricanes, that was brought up on the Hurricanes end was goaltending. Um, that Morazic and Reimer, while good, they're not true number one goaltenders. And that's something the Hurricanes lack. Um, I know there was obviously interest in Robin Leonard um, at the trade deadline. And then, honestly, leading up, you know, up until recently when he signed that five-year extension with Vegas. Um, so I wonder if the Hurricanes could potentially pursue Braden Holtby. Um, I know that'd be tough for both Hurricanes fans and Capitals fans to see him uh, in a New Jersey. Um, obviously, Capitals fans, you know, he's been with them for so long. I uh, won a cup with him, won a pheasant trophy with him, you know, just so many awards there. And then to see him in a Hurricanes uniform, you know, arguably the Capitals' biggest rival. And then obviously, Hurricanes fans seeing, you know, a guy that they used to boo the mess out of now wearing their team's colors. That'd be a little weird. Um, but I feel, you know, if he could play good, then why not? You know, again, I don't feel, you know, they should give him a super long term, super huge deal. Um, because they do have more contracts coming up here soon with Svechikov, Hamilton, other guys as well that they would have to re-sign. And speaking of, obviously, other potential goaltending moves, you know, should they sign Holtby, you know, say they do. Um, that would mean someone's got to go, uh, whether it be Mrazic or Reimer. Um, I would obviously assume a trade there, um, it would be a question, you know, who would get traded? Um, personally, I feel Mrazic would probably be the one to get traded um, because he would likely command a higher salary um, whenever re-signing comes along um, after next season. Both of them are up at the same time, so they will have to address their goaltending situation soon. Um regardless of what they do this offseason. But I do feel Peter would command a higher salary because he's a lot younger. He is the number one guy you know, for the Hurricanes. So it would be interesting what they would do there, whether they would trade him now, trade him later, what ha or if it would be Reimer to be the one that gets traded. Um, but I feel like it would be Peter... Um, to get traded, um, because I feel like, say they brought in Holtby, um, to sign him, I feel like there would be kind of some friction there, you know, Peter's like, but I'm the number one guy, you know, I'm not like, you know, a super old guy either that's finally having to take a step back, you know, and be the backup, you know, it's not like that, he's still young, and I can see that causing some friction there, whereas Reimer, he is the older veteran, you know, he had, he was the backup, you know, this season. Um, I can see that going over a bit better there. And personally, I feel Reimer, you know, he's just, he has his spotty moments, obviously, but in 
my personal opinion, Reimer was a bit more consistent um, for the Hurricanes throughout the year, especially when Peter had his mid-season slump. Um, I feel Peter would be get the one to get traded, whether they sign an unrestricted free agent like Holtby, or they trade for someone. And with trades, um, with Leonard signing his big new deal, um, there's been talk of Marc-Andre Fleury potentially getting traded out of Vegas. Um, would the Hurricanes try to make a move for him? That would obviously be really cool to see him play for the Hurricanes. Um, but he would obviously cost a lot, for sure. You'd obviously have to trade a goaltender, obviously. Um, and uh, probably a lot else, or a lot of other players, assets, what have you. He wouldn't come cheap, that's for sure, because he's an elite-level goaltender, but he's also another one that is a bit older. Um, he's not necessarily one that's going to carry a franchise for the next 10 years. Um, so that'll be interesting there if the Hurricanes potentially make a move for that. Um, that would definitely be a big boost in merchandise sales. I would definitely I would definitely say that um, if they traded for Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, I did see some stuff shortly before I started recording of potentially Darcy Kemper being there in the mix. I've heard rumblings of Jonathan Quick. Um, uh, Kemper, that would be an interesting move, but I... I don't see Arizona giving him up. Um, you know, again, it would be cool to see him play for the Hurricanes because he is a good goaltender. He really carried that Arizona team this year. Um, that would be cool to see, but I I don't see Arizona giving him up. He's probably going to be their, their guy. Um, as far as Jonathan Quick, um, you know, eight, nine years ago, absolutely, when he was on top of his game, sure, um, and now, but now, you know, he's that older, grizzled backup. Um, he's not necessarily a true number one goaltender anymore. You know, he's showing his age. Um, and while I like Jonathan Quick, you know, he's a good player. You know, he did a lot for the Kings organization over the years, but he's just not that player he was, you know, in the early 2010s. And I don't feel that would be a good trade for the Hurricanes. Um, just don't trade for a guy that's well past his prime. I don't see that being a good move there. Because it's not like they if they needed a backup, then sure. Yeah, he could potentially fill that role, but not for a number one goaltender. And I think I've said enough about the goaltending situation. We've kind of talked that to death at this point. Um, so now we're going to steer away from hockey for a few minutes. Um, and take a look at the NFL scoreboard because it was a Monday night football double header last night. I know a lot of people enjoyed that. Um, and uh, and actually speaking of fantasy football, I actually won uh, my fantasy league uh, or my matchup. And uh, it doesn't happen often. I'm kind of world's worst at fantasy football. Um, last night um, you had the matchups. Um, between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Giants. And as no surprise, um, the Steelers won that game 26-16. to um, And for the other game, you had the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. And the Titans squeaked one out uh, and won that game 16-14. to um, So congratulations to those teams. Um, 
with the Steelers game, I really didn't think the Giants really stood a chance at winning that one. Um, but the Titans-Broncos game, I thought that could kind of go either way um, because the Broncos did make some good offseason acquisitions um, to really improve their team uh, this offseason. So I thought they could be competitive in that game, and they obviously were. You know, the Titans only won by two points there. Um, but heading on into uh, week two, um, that'll start later this week um, with the Thursday night game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. I'm sure a whole bunch of people love watching that game. Um, um, but jokes aside, uh, that's when week two will start. My game is Sunday night football uh, as the New England Patriots take on the Seattle Seahawks. I'm sure that will be a great game uh, to watch. And Let me know what games you're watching uh, in week two of the NFL season, uh, whether it be a Panthers game, a Patriots game, a Steelers what have you, let me know what games you're watching this NFL season. Um, and keeping with the theme of other sports for a few minutes, um, Game 7 of the Western Conference semifinals is tonight um, as the Denver Nuggets uh, look to complete their comeback um, as they take on the Los Angeles Clippers in that Game 7. I really thought the Clippers would have closed out this series already. I really, really did, um, but we will see how that goes tonight. Um, the last time Kawhi Leonard played in a Game 7 was uh, when he hit that last-second buzzer beater uh, when it bounced in off the rim against Philadelphia uh, when he played with Toronto last season. So that happened last time, but we'll see. Um, the Clippers have never made it past the second round in their franchise history. So will that curse continue or will they finally break it and we'll get the Battle of Los Angeles for the Western Conference um, as the winner of this will obviously take on the Los Angeles Lakers in that conference final. And actually, um, tonight is also game one of the Eastern Conference final um, where we see the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics play in game one. I don't remember if I mentioned on yesterday's episode, but this is the first Eastern Conference final where neither team has been a number one or number two seed. Boston is a number three seed. Miami's a number five seed. So we'll see how that goes. I really want Boston to win this because my favorite player is Kemba Walker, as you guys know. I really want to see him do well and continue to make a run in the playoffs. Loving watching this for him, you know, after all he did for the Charlotte organization. Um he was a real face of that franchise for years and years and years, and now he's finally getting to make a deep run in the playoffs, which is great for him. And that does it for today's episode, guys. Had a lot of fun. Um, tomorrow we'll be discussing um, who won the Western Conference semifinal matchup tonight, as well as talking about who's going to be uh, playing in the Stanley Cup. Is it going to be Tampa, or are we going to see this Eastern Conference Final continue on some more? Um, it could end tonight. We'll see. Um, but that's something we will talk about tomorrow, guys. Um, and in the meantime, go listen to the latest episode of Locked on NHL. I recently went on there and talked about the recent AHL move uh, for the Hurricanes as well as the Joel Edmondson trade. So go check that out, guys. And if you didn't hear the great news, NC State men's ice pack 
head coach Tim Healy will be coming on the show later on in the month. So make sure you send in questions for him so I can ask him. Really looking forward to that. Um, and with that, I will talk to you guys tomorrow.